As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, Elena Beer got there in a hurry. What a pass to find Atkins. That's a nice read there. On this edition of the Wizards Talk podcast, it's all about the Mystics getting set for their first game against Las Vegas tomorrow night. Hashtag run it back. It's your boy, Chris Miller. I am with Christy Winter-Scott, and we have a very, 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 very special guest. Christy, I'll let you do the introductions, and we'll get this interview cracking. Well, we have with us Ariel Powers, who has just had an amazing season this year for the Washington Mystics. And Ariel, you have stepped into the starting lineup at times in the absence of Christy Tolliver. How has that responsibility impacted you? Um, I think it, it's impacting me in a good way. I took full, you know, they gave me an opportunity. I took full advantage of it, um, whether it was offense, defense, giving whatever I had for the team. It, it gave me a lot more confidence in myself going into playoffs, honestly. I remember being here for media day and hearing this run it back mm-hmm. hashtag. And you know, Christy and I covered the finals last year. And Christy told me as soon as the game was over, she felt like the team would be right back here. Mm-hmm. So how did you as a team, how did you guys navigate the year knowing that one, you wanted to run it back, but to make sure you were going to get that opportunity to run it back? I think we all pretty much had that salty taste in our mouth still from Seattle coming in here and beating us. That was one of the things. Not only that, just the fact we pretty much had everyone back and we were all on the same page mentally as to, hey, to get back to where we were, this is the things we have to do. And we all held each other accountable. Christy, as a player, explain to me about when you're in the locker room, you know you've got this team that's coming back, the unfinished business part of it, but also kind of integrating maybe some new pieces and people improve from year to year. How do you still keep that mindset? Well, number one, Emma Mieseman wasn't with the team last year. She stayed overseas, so that's a, another X factor, offensive weapon, defensive uh, stalwart inside for Washington. But when you're talking about a team who has something to prove and you look across the locker room and you see the same mindset all the way down the line, that's a powerful emotion. And so I think as a player, when you know that everyone wants it, they are holding themselves accountable to that standard – then great things happen. And I think Elena Deladon said it best after practice today. I asked her, you know, what does pressure is a privilege mean to you? And she said, you know, last year 
Seattle had the number one seed. We were all gunning for them, but now we're the number one seed. And so it's a privilege to be in that situation, the confidence that comes from that, winning 16 of the last 18 games in the regular season, the momentum of that, and the confidence. I mean, that's what it is. It's mental at this point. It doesn't matter about, I mean, X's and O's, you have to execute. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it's the emotion. It's the accountability and the approach. And I think those things really make the biggest difference. Your effort, your energy, and your focus, I always say that. But it's so, I mean, it sounds trivial, but it's, it's what it is. It's, the, it's a mental battle. It's a mental battle from here on out. You know, the Mystics go 26-8 and eight best record in the WNBA. And there's some numbers that stood out to me that were eye-popping. First of all, you set numerous league and franchise records, including most wins, 26. Highest points per game average in franchise history at 89.3. Highest free throw percentage. This is a concentration stat here um, in the season in WNBA history, 87.5. And most assists per game at almost 22 a game, which is a WNBA history, uh, WNBA record. So the concentration part, free throws, the sharing is caring aspect, a part of the assists, and the fact that you guys are scoring at a high clip and the most wins. How in the world did you guys put these numbers up? Like, what was the what's what's focus game in and game out to end up having these type of numbers? I think um, I give a big uh, high five and a round of applause to Coach. Honestly. His system has taught us a lot, and especially me coming from Dallas, I've learned a lot. And I think we all bought into what he has and the fact that we have the MVP on our team. And then you said it yourself, Emma came back and we didn't have her last year. Now we just have so many pieces together and we're all unselfish. So when you put people that can play together that are all unselfish, this person might be hot this game. This person might be high this thing. Okay, if we have more than a couple people high this game and the way we move the ball around, somebody's in trouble. Some right. team, whoever's playing us, is in trouble. I love so it. I think that's that's what kind of put these numbers together, honestly. The Mystics will host Las Vegas uh, Tuesday night game one here in Entertainment and Sports Arena here in Southeast at 830. Not a fan of the time slot. <laughs> Clearly the WNBA didn't realize there's traffic in D.C. And, like, if you try to leave your house at 4, you stuck in traffic. For at least a couple hours. So I'm going to leave early. Make sure you get here at 8.30. So it's Las Vegas. Yes. I remember I'm out in Vegas Summer League covering the NBA. Uh-oh. I'm minding my own business at Thomas and Mac Arena. And I looked up at the scoreboard and it was shaking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is the scoreboard shaking or have I had too many? To... <laughs> What's going on here? It no, was an I earthquake. Was, I was with you. I had just drank like some water. I was like, the water girl put something in my drink. Oh, <laughs> hold on. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, listen, earthquakes are, I don't mess with earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I don't mess with snakes. There's certain things I just don't deal with. But the earthquake part of it was a little different. Talk to me as a player. You're on the floor. You guys are playing. And then earthquake happens in July. What were you thinking? At that time, you know, I'm not really used to earthquakes, okay? A couple of days before that game, we had one, and I'm like, the building is falling. What do we do? Like, right. So we're there at the game, and the game is going on, and I was at the bench at the time, and like I said, I had to just ask the water girl for a drink, so I'm like, I look back at her like, did she put something in my drink? And I look up in the scoreboard. Vegas' scoreboard is huge in Mandalay Bay, and it was shaking, and I don't think the refs and everybody really realized what was going on because they let them inbound the ball. And then afterwards, we come to halftime because it happened right at halftime. And we're like, did you guys feel that? And the girls that are on the floor was like, 
Feel what? But everybody in the crowd was looking at each other like, okay, what do we need to do? Do you think it was because you're the adrenaline of the game? I think the adrenaline of them being on the floor, they didn't feel it at all because everybody in the crowd got loud and my teammate said, oh, I thought someone famous had walked in. That's how loud the crowd got about the earthquake. It was crazy. It's funny, too, because I I blame uh, Zion Williamson Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. earthquake. (laughs) <laughs> because when I was at Thomas and Mac, he had that huge dunk, <laughs> and I feel like he kind of like shook the earth a little right. bit, and it impacted everybody. So I blame Zion for that. <laughs> but talk to me about Vegas. You guys played him three times. Yes. What do you see in this matchup? I want to get your take on it too, Christy. Um, so Vegas is a great team, right? They have a very good post dominant. They're a very post dominant team. So they have Liz and they have Asia, but. For us, um, I think where we can get them is helping off on non-shooters and making the bigs kind of forced to pass it out and making those whoever they pass it out to a tough shot, not just letting them dominate completely in the post. We have to get loose balls, tips, anything to frustrate Asia and Liz I think will help our team along with us getting the runouts. Okay, we they finally miss secure it with a rebound, not any extra offensive boards and get them going. So we just have to make them feel us down low and make them feel us when, when they kick out and they might have a three-point shooter, we close out early and just get the rebound, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're right on it. You know, with the second chance opportunities, um, Camp Hamby has been like insane on the glass and they go with the big lineup the same way Washington has gone with the big lineup uh, down the stretch of the regular season. So with Hamby in there, as well as the other two, that's going to be a task for whoever's playing the three position. Right. You said it best. They do go with that big lineup. And, you know, we all watched the game last game. They went with Asia at one time and Liz and Hamby. And that's that's a huge lineup. Now, that's a huge lineup, but – we can run them a little bit more when they go to that lineup. Long as we secure the rebounds and push it back at them at the other end, I think we'll put some pressure on them. But our big lineup is actually legit too. So I think it's just going to be a great, a great game. You know, we have Emma, Della, and Latoya Sanders in the, on the court, and that big lineup along with theirs. I just think it's going to be a battle. I was asking Christy Tolliver. I was asking Christy about Christy Tolliver and the fact that she's dealing with a bone bruise, kind of the same thing that Deli De- Deladon dealt with last year. And you talked about championship pedigree, regardless if she's 100%. What did you mean by that? Well, when you have the pedigree that Christy Tolliver has, winning at every single level, one with the Sparks in 2016 in the WNBA and overseas and at Maryland and everything. So when you have that level of experience, um, not just a player who can play, everybody can play. But there are certain players who have won and can win and know what it takes to win. So the the experience level that Christy Tolliver brings with regards to that is something that's very special and it's intangible. And yes, she can share things on the sideline, you know, if she's not in the game and she's been doing that um, since she's been out of the lineup. But on the floor, like her presence does something to the team with the way that she controls the poise level. And I think, you know, everybody can play, but not everybody can win. So there are winners who have proven that. And I think that's what Chrissy Tolliver brings to the table. I got to ask both of you. Uh We're here with Ariel Powers, Christy Renner-Scott. I'm Chris Miller. This is the Wizards Talk Podcast. So Vegas beat Chicago last night, 93-92. I just want to go back to like the last eight seconds of the game and get your take on like. I said this to Chris. I'm like, there's certain things that happen when the popcorn is really popping that sometimes players do things that are out of character. 
I feel like the last eight seconds of that game, it was out of character. What did you two see? I guess I'll go first. Um, mentally for me, I'll take you to actually being me watching that game. You know, we watched a game together as a team, and then a few of us stayed. Actually, it was me and Christy stayed here and continued to watch the the rest of it and a couple people on the staff. And mentally for me, I'm sitting there like, okay, getting my mind ready for Chicago because at this point they have they have the ball with two sec. I mean, um, they're up two. Great position. Just get fouled, knock free throws down, right? And she comes and she throws, you know, she throws a pass. that If she just would have kept it, the girl that was coming looked like she was basically going to tackle her to get the foul. And when that happened, we just, me and Christy looked at each other and stood up. I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? And she threw the, she threw a half-court heave that went in on that. And now we're like, are we, what? We're like, we're, we're about to play Vegas on this. Mind you, she had two girls in the post pretty much that she could pass it to that were doubling. That was wide open to tie the game up. But she threw that heave in. And we were just, I think me and Christy were in awe. So now we're just like. We're really about to play Vegas. It's funny because, like, this impacts you yeah. as much. Like, okay, it impacts Chicago. Yeah. Season's over. Yeah. Vegas is moving on. It impacts them. But it's also impacting you guys because you're sitting here with your mindset, mindset. thinking, okay, the Chicago, sky is coming okay, to town. Okay, here we go. Right. You know who else that I noticed? If you look at Bill Lambeer, uh-huh. he looked like it was over. He was like, okay, the season's over, whatever. He go shake your hand, go cuss out my team. I'm going home, <laughs> right? The emotion that swung that fast was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, Dierica Hamby said she didn't realize how much time she had. I think she had like eight seconds, six seconds, something like that. But she just wanted to win, she said. You know, if she had missed it, she said she didn't know she'd be able to live with herself. And at the press conference, the first thing Bill Lambeer said when he sat down, he was like, yeah, she did it just like I drew it up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know that's true, but it was funny. But, um, you know, when things happen at the end, uh, Mike Tebow said it best after practice today. He said it's the team that makes the fewest errors. You know, the margin of error shrinks uh, the further you get into the postseason. And I think you saw in the last two minutes of that game, things that were happening. The dominoes were falling for the good and for not so good. So um, Courtney Vandersloot, I feel so bad for her in terms of the read that she made on that and going up the sideline. That's just a no-no. You know, you got to get the ball to the middle. But I think at that moment, she wasn't in, in that too. thought. She had just made an amazing play yeah. with the, the tip, yes. the tip and they oh, and went Asia's off Asia's leg. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if she's listening, you know, keep your head up and just, you know, she's going to learn from it, of course. But now we're we're ready to play Vegas pretty much. It, no pun intended here, but I feel like Vegas is playing with house money. Now. Right. I feel like <laughs> they're co- I feel like they're coming into DC now, feeling like, well, hey, we got a gift here. Mm-hmm. That's scary to me. I, I don't I don't like that part of it because I feel like they're going to probably come in like really loose. How do you set your standard? of the series early on in this game tomorrow night? I think once we, from tip off, we we jump on them. That means every loose ball, every 50-50 ball, we have it. Um, Talking about mistakes, try to minimize those as much as we can, but still play like us. Not play tight, like, okay, we can't make a mistake, but just try to dominate in every single way. And I think the way you do that with Vegas is you not you don't let them get comfortable. You don't let them get comfortable shooting those three. You don't let them get comfortable with offensive rebounds or just getting the ball into Liz or Asia so easily. You you make them feel uncomfortable. You make them feel like they're not playing at home. They're not playing with house money. This is our house and we make them 
feel us on every single play. The only loss you guys had to Vegas, correct me if I'm wrong, Deladon didn't play, right? And she it was like a close play. game. It was a four-point game, 85-81. Yeah. And, you know, you guys didn't shoot the ball particularly well that, that game. And the one thing that makes a difference for Vegas, I believe, is them getting to the free throw line. I mean, last night they shot 29 free throws. That game they shot for us like – it was it was twenty six to twenty nine free throws, mm-hmm. and then you know we also talked about on the year they've shot over a hundred more free throws than us. So mm-hmm. along with that, not putting them to the line right. and allowing them to get easy free throw shots, you know. Yeah. So it was yeah. funny because Coach Tivo today was doing the coach the coach selling. <laughs> on the officials right away, <laughs> just letting them know, like, hey, listen, they might grunt, like, oh, like, and it's right, not yeah, really a foul, so yeah. just be ready. All right, so we're getting ready for that tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader: New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Let's get off the court here. So okay. I... Christy, to me, I go to Christy when I want to get some information on the player, and I'm like, all right, so how good is she? <laughs> Christy's like, she's really good. You know, she played at Michigan State, called a game where she dropped 42. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, she's from, she played at Michigan State. And I was looking at you, and so I was like, she talked trash? She's like, yeah. I'm like, she's from Detroit. Are you from Detroit? You got that Detroit swag that in you, right? So who were some of your hoop influences growing Ooh. up? Growing up, like, from Detroit? Or Michigan. No, believe it or not, I love Chris Weber. He's a great player. Well, you went to Country Day. Even though, you know, he didn't go to Michigan State, you know, that's a big thing. But he is from – because, you know, I went to Michigan State, so we don't like those Michiganers over there. But y'all went to the same high school. We went to the same high school, and Shane Battier also went to the same high school. But if I were to pick one, him also – Isaiah Thomas, play for Detroit Pistons, love him. And I work with Lindsey Hunter, actually. I work with him. Um, so I went to Country Day. What year was that that I worked with him? More like my junior, junior year, senior year. I forgot even how it happened. I think I, I'm always into basketball. So I actually, I was at a basketball game. My cousin played, but his son was playing. Lindsey Hunter's son was playing, and he knew who I was because he had watched some games. And he was like, you know, we can train because my son is around the same – son was around the same age as me. And I just started training with him, and my handles got – man, my handles got so sick with him. So, actually, the next time I played AU, I went to, like, this tournament in Ohio. And the coach was like, oh, you know what, actually run the point because the point guard was messing up. And my handles had go so crisp. He was like, run. I'm like, I'm not a point guard. I'm a, I'm a shooting guard. <laughs> I don't want a point guard pass to. Hold on. But, yeah, so those are a few players that I love. Detroit basketball yeah. is tough. Yeah. Uh, male or female. Oh, yeah. You better bring your lunch pail. Um, mm-hmm. So will you uh, – when you beat the Aces, will you go up to Bill Lambier and be like, "Hey, I really like, <laughs> I really like so, you as a player." So just so you know, him and Joe, Joe um, Dumars, him and Dumars. So I went to school with uh, Jordan Dumars and Aaron Dumars. Those are the, um, the, the 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 yeah the son and the daughter. So we went to school together. So Lambier and Dumars, they came to my game. 
that came to my games in Country Day. So he's seen me play. So, so one of those times, I think when he was coaching in New York, I, I was running out, he said something like, about Country Day, you know, talking junk. So <laughs> I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Because he's seen me it. play, so I always yeah. kind of say something to him. But, yeah, so if you see him, tease him about it. He's yeah. seen me play at Country Day and everything. Tell him he knows what's up with Power yeah, since he's in the building, you know, right? Yeah, he knows. <laughs> Ladies, I appreciate your time. This was great. I, I, I wish you well. Run it back. Thank you. And more importantly, I'm going to throw a new hashtag on it. What? Finish. Finish. Just finish. So y'all can cut the nets and we can enjoy it here in Southeast. Thank you, everybody, for listening on this latest edition of the Wizards Talk podcast as we're celebrating the Mystics making their run to a WNBA championship.